How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right, we're back. We had a week off there, um, but uh, but we're back now. So we're back in the animated series. We got three episodes we're going to talk about today. We have um, Sideshow, A Bullet for Bullock, and Trial, the three episodes that we're going to talk, to be, uh, talk about today. A nice, easy, ascending order of quality in um Yeah, exactly. In episodes. So, say, say, uh, that's, it's, a much, it's a much better formatted three in a row. Than a lot of times they are. So yeah, I'm thankful. Peaking for right that. at first. And, yeah. Right, right. So uh, we get to ramp up with um, with, yeah. the, with the episodes today. So that'll be fun. Um, but first off, there's a, there's a handful of news things since we missed a week. Um, a couple of Batman-related news things. The Gotham City Police Show has lost one of the show. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Winter left the show apparently over creative differences with him and uh, uh, Matt Reeves. Reeves. And so not sure what that means, but as of this point, I'll I'll go with Matt Reeves. He hasn't shown any reason to, 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 for us to doubt him yet. Like um, to me, this is like good news. I feel because I'm I'm not, I'm not the biggest Terrence winter fan. I never watched a Sopranos. I watched, yeah. Poor Rock Empire for a while, and that wasn't too bad. But I mean, you know, I'm no fan by any means. I wasn't too excited about the show, but it's a cool concept. But to me, it kind of gives me faith that it's like, no, Matt Reeves wants to obviously keep a consistent like tone and setting, and so now with HBO Max or ATT, whoever, just you know, green lighting shows left and right. It's like right. That's how stuff gets like muddied, and and you know, that's how continuity falls apart. So I, I would love a consistent tone and university built and if Matt Reeves is as savvy with Batman as he appears to be I definitely want him to be the architect of everything yep yeah no I I agree I think overall that's that's probably good news um so yeah I mean that's all that's all there is there's not any news other than that with that it's just creative differences he's gone so they're looking for a new one yep um all right that show I I don't know when the show is supposed to was supposed to come out because the movie's oh, not God. even coming it's out until so, 2022. Yeah, it, so, I mean, if they're if they're still looking for a showrunner, it's an early, early pre-production. I mean, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we don't even have any scripts being written as we speak. Yep. Um. So I would assume the show would probably come out fall of 2022. That's what I would assume at this point. Depending, obviously, yeah, depending on all the other stuff, but. That, that, that I feel like would be the perfect time for it to come out because the movie's supposed to come out in March and then obviously fall is the premiere of TV shows anyway. So having yeah. that yeah, uh, you be know, a, a couple of months, that would probably be right around. It would be coming out on, on, uh, on video potentially. So I think that would, yeah. that would probably be ideal time, but who knows, who knows what happens with any of this stuff. Yeah, uh, apparently changed. the Batman's still, still filming. So that's, again, that's a good sign. We haven't had any news about it being shut down again. No, I, I actually saw some pictures. I don't know if you saw, but it, there were some like aerial pictures. I think people took with a drone and it, it looks like, you know, sets for like Gotham itself. And dude, if the pictures are any indication, this, this might easily be the best looking Gotham we've seen yet in terms of just how, dirty and grungy i mean even more so than joker yeah like it 
looks fantastic. There's just like trash and stains and like graffiti everywhere. I'm like, yeah, this looks great. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've I've enjoyed everything. I've enjoyed everything we've seen as well. So it's good. Sweet. Moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, some other Batman news in the comic world, which we don't really talk about a whole lot, but there's a, th- a third volume of uh, Batman Earth One that's apparently coming out next summer. So, oh, I enjoy. I've enjoyed both of the other two. So, I I think this. I haven't this read be them. Nice. Let me check them out. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Jeff Johns, Gary Frank book, and um, I think there's a couple other people that work on it. But the first two have been good. Just a, it's really, it's really just a modern. It's basically what this movie is probably trying to do. It's like a hmm. year. I don't know if it's year one, Two. but it's like a year one, end of year one, early Batman, gotcha. still figuring out the gadgets. Oh, this grapple gun tangles when I try and have it come, like stuff like that, you know, leaving, yeah, you know, yeah. running out of gear because he constantly leaves it, you know, or gets broken or lost or whatever while he's out there. Can't quite make jumps, like little things like that, just early Batman stuff. And um, I I've enjoyed both of them. I they're just they're fun to read. I like I like most of Grant uh, um, Jeff Johns's writing in um, a lot of his comics. So I yeah. think this would be nice. It's the first comic thing I've been like, oh, I might have to check that out in a couple of years. So oh yeah yeah pretty Any much since so. uh, since that uh, Spider Man comic that came out last year. Oh shoot. Right. Um, I forgot what it's called now. Where it went through all these different. It basically started as. Spider-Man, like, in 1963 or, or 62, whenever the first comic came out and then went, like, chronologically, so, like, he would age through all the decades to, where to like, modern day when he would be, like, 70-something years old. Yeah, it was a really interesting premise. Very poorly executed. I was not a fan. They yeah. basically just threw out any sort of canon continuity and just made up their own. So, which, I mean, I get it in a way because you're making a different type of story. So I get there's certain things that you would do, but they just, every villain is different. Everything is different. It's, it's, it, it, it annoyed me. Really good premise and a good start and a few, you know, some good things, but that's it. It bugged. Nah, no, it, it was, it was disappointing, but that's, I think the last like current comic thing that I've, or at least comic of the last few years that I've read so so that's oh nice. yeah i mean the industry it, is terrible yeah 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 so so anything where i'm like oh it is nice with uh with comics yeah. so um <laughs> so that's supposed to come out june of next year um wonder woman's coming out finally ian we we know when it's yeah. actually going to come out it's coming out on christmas both on hbo max and in uh i assume probably the select like like all the other movies have been released and just whatever local theaters are still playing movies yeah, I don't even know why you would even bother with the theater release if you're just going to release it at home. Because at this point, I feel like everybody, maybe other than a few people, like even me, like, you know, I'm a huge proponent for movie theaters, but I'm not too excited about Wonder Woman anyway. So it's like, I wouldn't go out and to the movie theater for that. But oh, I, yeah, I don't even know why I, they're doing I would. The, the both. Would, I would, would way you... rather go see in a movie theater. It'd be cheaper, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not buying it. Like, uh, like, I'm fine. I don't know. I'll probably just watch it when it's you know, whatever normal price on, yeah. on, on demand. I'm not, I'm not doing 30 bucks for home rental or whatever, right. but like, I'm not also rushing out to the seat in theaters. So sure. I don't know. So we'll see. It'd be nice if we got the actual numbers and we could compare like how many more people streamed it than they did a yeah. box office, but they never release those. Yeah. They do have some projections 
um, with what they expect the movie to make. And it is, uh, well, let's just say it, it, it might be rough. It might be a rough, a rough yeah, take dude. for, uh, for this, uh, the projections according to this box office pros, um, opening weekend between five and $15 million and a domestic total mm. of 30 to 60 million as far as theaters go. Um, uh, but they, Man. they don't, there's no way to really predict the global. So, I know. Um, no matter what, they're taking a loss. Oh, for sure, for sure. But um, yeah, that you know. But at this point, how long can you just keep delaying a movie before? That's why b- I feel before like... you, you now now even if something doesn't open up, now really nobody cares. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I keep thinking about all the, like like what freaking um uh what's a uh, a quiet place too? Like what happened to that movie? It just fell off the face of the earth. Was, I like, don't care. It should have been made anyway. I, I agree, but still, it's like that was one people were really looking forward to. It was going to be a big movie, and now it's just like gone. It's like yeah. the company. And so at this point, yeah, the studios are better off just releasing it because it's it's almost more expensive to just keep delaying it and, and stuff like this. And yep. you're going to lose money regardless. So you might as well. Yep. Yep. So, Man. you know, unfortunately for them, I don't know. I mean, I'll see it. We'll see. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. So. Who knows? I mean, I do too, but I just, I, I really didn't care about this one. It just, none of the trailers blew me away. And yeah, no, I, I agree. I missed most of the trailers that I didn't even know they came out. <laughs> so you didn't yeah, miss much. No, I, 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 I agree. It, the, even though I really enjoyed the first one, nothing really has made me super happy about this one. The whole fact that Steve Trevor's there in any capacity really just, yeah, that's such a cop like, out. I'm sorry. You, they, okay. Then you shouldn't have killed him in the other movie. Like, it was like bringing Colin Firth back for the Kingsman oh, sequel. Oh, good gosh. No, 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 no. That was way worse. That was way worse. I mean, this I, is bad no, 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 no. The Kingsman is top 10 all-time favorite movie. That was way worse than this. Mm. Kingsman's number that. three all-time most disappointing movies. Iron Man 3, Last Jedi, and Kingsman 2. And, and there's not a close fourth. Like, it is those three head and shoulders above everybody else. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, all right. Is there any other news? That was all the news I had. Um, that was pretty much it. Oh, 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 we, uh, we forgot to talk about, we got the, uh, the newly designed, uh, Stephen Wolf image. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was great. That was awesome. I'm all for it. I'm all for it, man. Why not? Just, just, just go, just, just make it look as stupid as possible. That's fine with me. I, I don't and, care. And like, I'm all for it. I want everything to, with that to be as dumbly done, as stupidly done as possible. So I'm, I, I, just, I champion I, it. Please, let Zack Snyder I, do everything, and then we can all really see how stupid it is. I, I just love how, like, it, he had all these people who were just championing him, like, he can do no wrong. And then this picture comes out, and they're all just like, uh, and, and they're just scrambling for excuses like even, it's not even finished the, even, blah, the, blah, blah. even the positives were like well it's oh yeah it, no different than the other one like that was the best thing that i saw really yeah, anyone that, say from yeah. it is it's like well i don't really feel any worse or better with it like that was the most positive comments i think that i saw like there's like no matter what it's like it doesn't matter how the character looks it's like they're screwed it's like thanos was actually fully fleshed out character bad guy with an actual motivation yeah and like even with the cgi you can still tell it was clearly josh brolin from like the face and the the voice but no matter what i feel like dark side and especially steph and wolf are just gonna be cgi big bad guys no matter how stupid they look yep yep 
And then, um, and then also, I don't know if you saw, but um, apparently Zack Snyder, who you know is the wisest person to ever exist, right, um, has told us 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 peasants the proper way to actually watch his Justice League movie. I don't oh, know if you heard good. this. No, 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 I didn't. No, I yes. need to know. I know. I was going to stick my head in the couch and then turn the TV on somehow, and I would have been so off. Right. Uh, but apparently the, 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 the best way, the, the ultimate edition, if you will, of his movie mm-hmm. is black and white. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's what I was doing wrong this whole time. How pre- they should have released it. Why did we not that? have why did we not have a noir version of Batman v Superman? Why not then? Oh, Come on, Zach. I, I give it to give, you, why? We'll, why why would we'll you why would you this. have that oversight? They did it for Logan. Well the ultimate Yeah, oh no, and, and like they'll do it for this, I'm sure. It'll be like a special they better, version they on better HBO do it Max at this point, or I'm not watching it. How pretentious. It's like you have a, a superhero team up movie. With all the different colored characters, it's like this, this just proves how everyone has been saying Zack Snyder hates colors. It just proves it. It's like his colors are already muted. It, he wants it the literally proves it. <laughs> he wants no color, literally. So like, you might as well. Oh man, that's uh, that's. Great. I just thought that was funny though. I didn't yeah. know that. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that because because they released like a new trailer, but it's the same trailer. It's the same stupid. Leonard Cohen song sure. over the trailer, but it's black and white. And it's right. like, oh, this is so much, so much better. Maybe maybe he's doing that to hopefully it will make maybe, some of the CGI what, look maybe, better. That's what I was going to say. Maybe it would look better. I wonder. I, I guarantee it will because I mean, Stephen Wolf looks bad in that HD photo. Imagine him in, in like action and movement. No. That crap is going to look terrible. Yeah. yeah so maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, I think he might be onto something here. Like he, he might be right. <laughs> He's trying to brace his fans, like, uh, you know what, guys? Um, maybe black and white with the sound off would be the best way to go. Uh, that's awesome. That's, that's wonderful yeah. news. Um, all right, um, Ian, have you watched The Mandalorian? I did. Apparently, my okay. uh, subscription is still good. And and apparently, all we needed to do was just take a week off, and the show immediately got better. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're or, like, or just, oh like, boy, these two episodes not very good. Episode three. Oh, okay. Now we're back on track. Now better, we're back yeah. on track. And then, then this last episode, it's like, okay, we're, we're we've hit stride now. You know, halfway through. But yeah, again, yeah. it's almost like, I don't know. In that, I don't know. But it's almost like the exact same thing that that happened with the boys. Where, yeah, kind of. But yet, the this boys is supposed the, to be. Yeah. This is supposed to be episodic. That that's the difference. But right. I don't know. It does feel like just nothing was developed for two episodes and now we have a season arc developing. It's like, why didn't, why couldn't we start this before? Like, why was episode three, not episode one? Yeah. Well, here, here's what I think, because like we've talked about how obviously it's episodic and we like that. What did he even do with the Boba Fett outfit? Oh yeah. 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 Um, that was like the only thing to come out of the first episode. And I don't even know where that thing is. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, that thing is probably still on that ice planet when everything was probably from the yeah, ship. yeah, but, or it fell out but, in space when the whole cargo hold was out as he was flying. Yeah, totally. Um, but it will magically appear. Oh, but sure. like I think the problem is that like episodic, you know, like standalone episodes are totally fine. Yeah, but there still has to be something of worth. There still has right, to be like right. character growth, substance, and that's the problem. Is like the first two episodes were literally just 
go here and kill a monster, basically. Yep. And it's like, the, the Mandalorian isn't growing. There isn't no. any type of, like, cool, like, you know, secondary character that he's helping other than, like, Timothy Oliphant. But, like, right. even then, he didn't have some, like, character growth or whatever. Because you have plenty of, like, TV shows that have the episodic, but, like, each episode, even if it's standalone, can be written well and, like, have an interesting storyline. But the right. first two just didn't have much storylines to begin Again, I've been rewatching Smallville and I just started season seven again. And it's like, that's one thing that that show did so well. Like each episode is pretty much there's the only to be continued are the season finales. It's all standalone episodes with their own creature of the week or whatever it is. But you're learning about a new Superman power. You're he's learning how to do that. Like there's something building. That's why that's the reason it kept me watching all 10 seasons, even when seven, eight, nine and 10 suck. Because yeah. the overall thing, like the show is always moving forward. Even when the episodes suck, the character of Clark is always doing something. He's always getting somewhere. Even if it's dumb, it's still, you yeah. know, something's still happening. And that's, I don't think Mandalorian is doing that very well. No, they're, they're, they're really, I mean, like, it, it was charming at first because everything had be, become dramatized. Right. But but they really are just the most side quest episodes ever. Where it's like if you missed uh, like the second week episode and you like you caught on on the third one, like you wouldn't have missed anything. Like nope. If you're like, oh, you missed an episode. Oh, did I? Like, should I go back and watch it? No, you don't need to. No, no. You literally don't. No, the second episode is the worst episode yes. of the entire series by a mile so far. Um, this, it's, it's, it's by far the worst. Like the first one was kind of meh, but it at least was exciting. And Timothy Oliphant was good. Highlights. You know? Yeah, it was yeah, fine. Yeah. The second one, there's nothing. There was not one thing for me to nope. take away from it other than baby Yoda's a murderer. That's the only, that's about the only <laughs> yeah. thing you can take away from it, which I'm not going to lie. The, the, the character thread of baby Yoda constantly eating is fantastic. Oh, sure. I mean, it's, like baby, I feel like baby Yoda is like keeping half the fan base like still watching the show. Yeah, and I think they're doing a good job with him cuz he's not really the main focus, but you know, but but he is because that's kind of the whole plot point moving forward, but yeah, he's some guff. But but yeah. but they've definitely toned his involvement down, which I think is a good thing overall, but then yeah. you know, but they're still able to give him moments in all the episodes. So, I think they've made a good balance with that character. Now they just kind of need to do that with the other characters. Yeah, but, I mean, and that was what was really good about this last episode, especially more at characters. the end there where you saw, yeah, more characters. Obviously, the people we already like, Gina right. Carano is awesome. Everyone yep. likes her. And, um, and, and Carl course, Weathers is awesome. Carl, Carl freaking Weathers. Um, and directed like, yeah, it, as you, you and, mentioned earlier, and killed it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, other than the one guy showing up in jeans, but I can't blame that on Wait, him. what? <laughs> you didn't see? Oh, no, I guess I missed that. Yeah, one of the shots you can clearly see a guy in the background wearing jeans and t-shirt. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm but we'll give him a pass because I think this is like the first scene Carl Weathers ever. Well, directed, remember that so. alien in the last episode had that like sweater on that everyone. There was a oh, meme going yeah, around yeah. like the J.C. Penny sweater, which was pretty funny. That was just lazy. I know, uh, like, I know, uh, but that was wardrobe. that was hilarious. This, that, that was funny, but this is <laughs> this is clearly a oops, a camera guy or a lighting guy showed up, but um. <laughs> But no, like it was a fun, fun episode. Bring back, you know, like all the characters, um, some really cool stuff. And then, but like the, the, and the we best had part was the ending. development with both of and them. Car- yeah. Carl Weathers yep. is now in charge of the city and is kind of the president or the, the mayor or whatever of the city and is trying to clean it up. And you see all this yep. stuff. You see the care. He's no longer the bounty, 
the the guild bounty guy yeah the the yeah he's not that he's now he's now the the you know trying to run this town and and bring peace and all this stuff and get the empire out and then you have gina cromino now she's being approached by the rebels being like we could use you joining this like there's there's stuff happening now finally yep yeah i know there's character stuff happening yeah, it's like this is like I want more episodes like this. It's yeah. hopefully hopefully the rest of the season. Because like again, this, but... it was a side quest episode, but it right. had th- important things happening. We learned about Moff yep. Gideon stuff. We learned about yeah. what they know. We learned about uh, we learned that he's still alive. We learned that he has a plan. Like even though it was a side quest, everything in this episode pushed the story forward. You there? You there? Yeah, sorry. Lost you a bit at the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just saying that all of this pushes the story forward. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the the, the end with Moff, uh, Moff Gideon on the, was it a Star Destroyer or something I, else? I don't remember. Uh, anyway, it was cool. It was like, oh, yeah. sweet. And like, it, it gave like gravity to the whole situation and like, there was like, oh, there's an overlooming threat too. You and, know, so and they're just, using oh, Baby Yoda to now somehow do something like they're they're using the blood or whatever yeah, of, of, of the child to to in, exper- experimenting on it in some way we don't know exactly what it is but it probably is some form of creating super soldiers that's seems yeah to be it looks like it it, the whole pan out at the end right. which is pretty cool you know showing the long corridor but yeah no i agree i, I like how they're using baby yoda um I, oh the big question now is going to be because uh, i i'm pretty sure next episode is when we're going to meet uh ahsoka tano okay so that could be a real make it or break it point in terms of like well didn't we see her just... in uh the last episode uh, third episode what what was that shot where uh, there was the see. what was the shot when he was on at the docks and looked over and there was some girl there for a second and then disappeared she was one of the Mandalorians. Oh, okay. I didn't know who that was. I was like, yeah, oh, she okay, was whatever. She was the uh, she was the other one, not Katie gotcha. Sackoff, but the yeah, other one. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Sasha Banks. Sure. Well, yeah, that's that's what her name is. But um, anyway, um, actually, her name is anyway. That's a wrestling name. She's a, she's a WWE wrestler. Oh. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, huh? What? I was gonna say, how do you know that? Oh, well, yeah, that's why. And she wrestles as Sasha Banks. But the funny thing actually about that, about her, she's not in this show because of being a wrestler. She she was on an episode of Hot Ones because they've had a handful of wrestlers do that. And um, some one of the producers saw her on that and liked her charisma and her look. And so that's how she got cast in this is from oh. Hot Ones. Not, not even because she's a Sweet. famous wrestler. <laughs> Which is pretty Look funny. Which is pretty That's funny, nice. but That's um, it. uh, but but yeah. Anyway, and and um, and I think these last two episodes, just to finish up with that, I think they've done a good job at expanding the world, like expanding yeah. the Star Wars world. Like we we now have a, a different set a sect of uh, Mandalorians. Like we, you know, like we have a bunch of different stuff now that's been introduced in the past two episodes. That I feel like has done well. Like, there's a lot of stuff that could happen now, not just the main yeah. plot. Like, there's other things that could yeah. happen, and so I don't know. I think they've done a they've done a much better job these last two episodes for sure, and it's definitely gotten I, I me back in. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it, it's definitely building towards something. I can definitely see the show getting like pretty epic in terms of like 
some big like Mandalorian versus the new empire, whatever yeah. type of like huge war conflict. Like that'd be cool. And like, you know, all the other characters. So yeah, we'll see where it goes, but yeah, just keep, keep doing stuff like this. Yep. No, no more stupid monster episodes. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Shifting gears. Now, uh, have you watched any movies, Ian? No, but I know you have. So gosh, dang, uh, Ian. Uh, it's been two weeks. I, I, I know. I just there hasn't been anything that has really caught my eye, and just I haven't gotten around to seeing the ones I've been meaning to. So there's a million you movies that I you know. haven't seen. I have a whole list of movies that you haven't seen, and just <laughs> I know. Nothing. I know. I don't know. I don't. I haven't, I haven't watched like any TV. We need either. to get. We need to get back to movie swap. We need to get back to. to I doing know. That. Even if it's just back to the podcast, we we need to get back to that. I just um, want to watch more movies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I I watched three new movies this week. Um. I watched uh, the Michael J. Fox movie Greedy because I have it on DVD oh. and I've been trying to go through and watch. I have like six or seven DVDs that I've had for years and I just haven't watched yet. And um, I have a thing. Oh, yeah. Of... I, I saw that. I saw that he was retiring from acting, which was sad. Oh, really? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. But I guess that comes yeah, with he... all his stuff with his book coming out. Yeah, he said his his health has taken a has taken a turn for the worse. So because of it, he's mm. officially retiring. Well, I don't think he's really done anything in the past few years, anyway. But no, but uh, so I think he's done. Like even like considering doing anything. Yeah, that is sad. That that is really sad. Yeah. Talk about a guy who really got his legs cut out from underneath him. Yeah, seriously. Like right, right, and I mean, I don't know if you can say in his prime because he probably wouldn't get bigger than he was in the in the late eighties, but. I mean, as how far as you? physical, you know, physically wise, like right in his prime, you know, like, yeah, young guy. I don't know what he was like late thirties or early forties when, when this happened. So yeah, yeah, still. Yeah. So that's, that is sad. That is sad. But, um, I have, I have a collection of like four Michael J. Fox movies that are all together and I got it for two of them because it has the secret of my success and the hard way on it, which are both fantastic nice. movies. Um, hard oh, way, yeah. most underrated Michael J. Fox movie by far. Nobody talks about that enough. That movie is fantastic. That's a hilarious movie where he plays an actor who wants to get a serious role as a cop in a movie. So he shadows another cop. And, uh, oh my gosh, now I just blanked on the other guy's name. Oh my gosh, now I gotta look this up because that's gonna drive me crazy. What is his name? I wish I could help you. I know, I know. It's a famous actor. Shoot, man. It's basically a good, it's a good, good ride along. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Was James Woods. That's his name. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. And James Woods just plays the most serious cop ever. Hates him so much. It only is doing it because he got in trouble. So this is his punishment that he has to, <laughs> to drive around the annoying, uh, famous actor. And it is, uh, it, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful buddy cop movie. It really is. It is, it is a lot of fun. The action's good. It's, it's hilarious. It's a really solid comedy action, like buddy cop movie. Um, doesn't get enough credit. Really doesn't. But anyway, so I got it from those two, but it also had, had for love of money and greedy on it. Um, I had, I had finally watched for love of money. If I watched that a few years ago and it's, it's not good, but, um, I hadn't watched this one, so I was like, I need to watch this. So I watched it, and it's, and this is one of the weirdest movies I have I have ever seen. Um, because it's Michael J. Fox and Kirk oh. Douglas. Oh. And. Love Kirk Douglas. Yeah, no, he's great. He's great because he's really just going for it. But 
it's this movie where the family is the worst. They're the worst people in the world. And, and the uncle, the rich uncle, who's Kirk Douglas, he's been a terrible person his whole life, but is really rich. And and all the family have just been sucking up to him for like 30 years trying to get in his will. So they're all the worst people ever, but they they constantly are just trying to suck up to him. And um, the the highlight really of that is Phil Hartman as 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 Frank, as kind of one oh, of the main yeah, of brothers. Oh my gosh, he is the worst human being in the world, and it's <laughs> wonderful. Like it is it wonderful. <laughs> I know it. It is just it steals everything. It is Phil. This might be the best Phil Hartman performance of all time. Like it. Uh, it yeah. is. He's outstanding. He is outstanding in this movie. Just leaves it everyone else in the dust. And there's there's a handful of people like um, Ed Begley is one of the other ones. Um, oh yeah, Mary Ellen Trainers in it. Colleen Camp is in it. Nancy Travis. Like there's a handful of names. Um, it's a pretty big cast. But um, uh, yeah. And then Michael J. Fox plays like the uh, Kirsten Dunst. Who does she play? Sorry, oh, wow. I'm just looking at this cast. Look, I don't she? even I don't even know who she is in this movie. I have no she idea. She's a little kid. Yeah, yeah, I guess she's. Oh, she's one of those. Okay, she's one of those girls. Didn't even recognize her. Um. Anyway, and so Michael J. Fox is like out of the family because his dad kind of had a falling out and was the only one who ever told off the uncle. So he's like some save the world hippie type person. So he's anyway. Michael J. Fox, professional bowler, and ends up coming in, and and it's like a it's a movie where he's like the good guy, but then he starts to get rubbed off on by all the bad family members and becomes basically ah. one of them. But it's really confusing because you don't really know that's happening, and so you're like, all right, we like this guy, and then all of a sudden he's doing all this stuff, and you're like, wait a minute, so we don't like this guy but it's very unclear like it's the structure is kind of weird so that is what's happening but you don't really realize it till it's already happened it's it's very it's very confusing the anyway it's not a very well put it's not a well put together movie at all it's just it's not yeah the fact i haven't heard of it but uh, but there's a handful of funny moments most of them come from phil hartman and uh my, and then Michael J. Fox and Kirk Douglas are both great. So, I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. If if you were, if you had literally nothing else to do, then sure, go ahead and watch it. But it's not one to go out and make an effort to. Just I'm trying to get through my DVDs because I have I have like eight or ten of them that I have on DVD that I just haven't watched the movies yet. So that's why I watched mm-hmm. it. Anyway, did not want to talk about that for that long. Um, <laughs> I also finally watched Tron. I've had that on DVD for like three oh, the years original. and haven't watched that yet. That was fun. I enjoyed that. that. Yeah, Definitely would have enjoyed it more at the time. But um, of course. definitely one of those you respect. Um, And after seeing Ready Player One already, it's just like, my gosh, they basically literally just made Tron. Like they literally just made Tron. Uh. Basically, com- yeah. There's completely. not a whole lot original about Ready Player One. Well, no, I mean, and, and that's the point. But I still enjoyed that movie for what for what it was. But um, but no, Tron was fun. Jeff Bridges is great. I did like the fact that once he goes into the computer, like there's he there's nothing else. Like it is in the computer for the rest of the movie. There's no cut to anything else. Oh, there's yeah. no scene. I like I, I like that. I was like, nice. That's well done. And then obviously, okay, here we go. We can um tie it back in to uh Batman. You know how? 
because David freaking Warner as the uh, the secondary bad guy. Yeah, I forget his name. He um, plays like the main the main God, corporate the corporate ba- bad guy, and then uh, Ed Dillinger, and then and then he plays the uh, the 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 like henchman as the Sark, I think is his name. Like the yeah, the I think that's henchman. it. Something like that. But man, seeing him in this movie is so weird. It's so weird watching David Warner playing a video game character in Tron. It's just <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like. <laughs> really how did how did this happen like what wh- one of these things is not like the others <laughs> yeah especially with a, like such a what would have been a weird movie back then like they gave him a weird like, outfit he, to wear with this weird like samurai headdress like it is it's just it's it's odd but but he kills it because he's david warner and kills everything so anyway it was a good movie i, I enjoyed tron i was glad to have finally seen that um and then uh and then I finally watched The Producers, the first Mel Brooks movie. Um, oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. I need to. Yep. Yep. Yes, yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you, you 100% need to because it's freaking it's freaking Mel Brooks, Gene Wilder. Zero Mostel, and Gene Wilder. And oh, yeah. my gosh. It is a absolute. It is an absolute joy, Ian. It was fantastic. I love this movie. Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder might be one of the best duos ever put together in a movie that just fits so perfectly oh, together. Oh my gosh, Gene Wilder, no man. Yeah. Gene Wilder's just just the greatest. It's like I almost don't want to watch a movie because then they'll have like one less Gene Wilder movie I I ha- I, I haven't seen, you know. It's like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but like yeah, I definitely I definitely think I would like it based on your reaction. Yeah, it was it was it was it was great. It, it's not my favorite Mel Brooks movie. I still would put oh, sure. Blazing Saddles and, and probably Spaceballs over it. Yeah, but I this mean, is right up there with Young Frankenstein as kind of history just, of the world. Just that next tier. I mean, again, I haven't seen a really a bad Mel Brooks movie. I haven't seen all of them, but the ones that I've seen, I've enjoyed every one of them. And um, did he do Men in Tights? Yeah, I have not seen that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. But um, but no, this one was this one was very good. It was very good. Such a stupid. It's such a stupid idea. It's just it's so. (laughs) You're just like, how do you mess? Anyway, these characters are just great because you're just like, how did you mess this up? How did you not see this happen? Like it's just it's it's very funny. It's very funny. Um, and a big time controversial movie at the time too. Really? Why was it controversial? Because again? it's they they're making a musical that celebrates Hitler. That's the whole point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the whole plot. They're trying to they realize they can actually make more money defrauding people making a flop. And uh, that's the whole that's premise of the did. movie. And so they're Hitler. trying to find the worst script of all time. And they <laughs> find this script written by a Nazi called Springtime for Hitler. And it's literally written by a former Nazi who's now living in New York and uh, is trying to get the world to realize what a good guy Hitler was. And um, it's it's uh, it's it's as good as that sounds like it it lives up to the premise of the movie because that already is like one of the greatest premises of all time. And uh, I know just reading that. No, it um, it, it holds up. It, it's very good. It's very good. Definitely, oh, it's a classic. Thing, definitely yeah. check that. Definitely check that one out. Um, 
so yeah, those are the movies that I watched. So all nice. all decent. To, the first agrees, it's fine. Tron Tron is fine, and then the producers is is really good. Is really good. Some some old gems. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Now it's time to get into the actual episode, Ian. We yeah, are episodes. going to uh, yeah. We got three episodes talked about: Sideshow, Bullet for Bullock, and Trial. So Sideshow is the first one that we're going to talk about. It's the first episode of the pickup order of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, we finished the original run of sixty-five um, last time, and then this is the first of the next twenty. Um, okay. Of the show, so. Um. Yeah, so the first one is Sideshow, Killer Croc episode, where Killer Croc escapes uh, train uh, from a train being taken to prison Transport. and then uh, goes out into the wilderness and finds a bunch of uh, like circus freak show performers and um, kind of gets in with them, and that's that's kind of the, the point of the movie. So, Ian, uh, what what are your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I mean, it's it's... Just kind of those, you know, whatever episodes. There's something blatantly that, like, you know, jumps out as like, what the heck, or this is dumb. Um, the question I have: Where the hell are they transporting him to? Freaking like Narnia? They're, <laughs> they're all of a sudden in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and these yeah. Giant mountains and him like York. Yeah, I don't. I have no it must idea. Be in Canada or I don't know. Like, it looks like they're in yeah, Canada. But, yeah, I don't know where they're going. It looks, um, or, or that, or just freaking Gotham has every climate. Whereas, like we saw desert in the in the disappeared. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. Have, in the forgotten, <laughs> yeah, they're Romy, just oh, this is on the outskirts yeah, yeah. of Gotham. There's a prison camp in the yeah. desert, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> this is on the other side, where, where it's nothing but giant like Yellowstone, freaking right, giant forests and parks. But uh, no, so I thought that was funny, but. It's kind of like the fugitive, just with the Batman being Tommy Lee Jones and yeah. and Killer Croc being Harrison Ford. Because there's the whole like escape scene. There's very there's no dialogue, which is kind of weird to not having this show where it's yeah just like Croc running around about? and Batman. Like when oh, they're, oh when they're, you mean um, like when he when he escapes the train and when he's chasing yeah, him? Like oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 before, yeah, yeah. before he finds the uh, circus people. Yeah. So that that was kind of weird. It was like yeah we're like and we're following Croc instead of Batman, which is kind of different too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he 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 meets the circus people, and by that point, the episode's already halfway over. So, you know, it's not like you know we're dwelling with them the whole episode, which I kind of liked. I feel like yeah. if he immediately met them in the beginning, it was like trying to make you get attached to them too much. It'd be like I feel like it would have fallen flat. So yeah. I like how he didn't really dwell too much time on that. It was like no, he just meets these people who try to be nice and do the right thing, but at the end of the day, he's a criminal. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the point. Um. And uh, I I like I like what they do with Killer Croc here. Like he, this seems like the most deadly villain of all the Batman villains in this episode. It should be, yeah. I mean, he freaking bites through his chains <laughs> and yeah. then like kills Batman like three different times or should have. And uh, you're like, geez, like he totally destroys Batman. Like every time they face off, like he oh, completely yeah. outmatches him, and it's like. That you just don't like see that from Bane. Batman villains, so I think they do a good yeah. job with that, especially because the last time we saw him, he was a comedic character, or or yeah, it wasn't him, it was Batman, but right, right, you know, still. Um, I also like that they they use a callback to that episode where he almost hits him with a <laughs> rock, rock, and it's a big rock. Yeah, of course. So, yep. 
I almost think that would be and funnier. They even do another callback in trial. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They do, <laughs> but uh, so um, that that's always funny. That makes me laugh. But um, oh, yeah, this episode is just kind of. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of good things in this episode. Like, I again, I like what they do with Killer Croc. Um, it looks really nice. Obviously, the animation's yeah, the great. Animation is like getting better and better. Well, it does. It does get better from here on out because oh, course, they yeah. they have a lot more money, and you yeah, know, it's later on. There, there's there's shorter episode orders. So, um, yeah, the animation does get get a lot better. Not that it was bad, but but the animation no, no, really no, no, does no. take a step up. Um, in this yeah, keeps this next pickup. Of these twenty, um, but I like a lot of that. Um, I, I was reading something about about it that made a good point of these next this next group of episodes basically becomes, uh, villains have a chance to reform and and don't because they're villains. Oh. That happens a whole lot in um yeah, that's a good point in these next twenty episodes, and this is the first one really of that. Yeah, um, because it made a uh, it was making a good point of the first kind of segment of episodes. You're introduced to most of the villains. The second group of the original sixty five, it's like the second time he interacts with the villains, and then this is kind of that next iteration of that of them yeah because the only the only time i think we've seen this wasn't with the penguin in um that just horrible episode where he tries to join society which is just it's just awful um but uh yeah probably but it's now apparently it's it's gonna happen a lot so it's kind of the first thing i'm okay with that yeah 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 it's a good thing um i forgot what i was gonna say next uh, any of the circus people will jump out at you other than some of the voice actors. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It, it is what it is. I don't, I don't yeah. really care much. Um, uh, Oh, um, okay. There was another funny thing that I saw someone mention talking about this episode where, uh, they were talking about how this episode could only work outside of Gotham city. Um, and this is only, one of two episodes that never have any Gotham city in it. The other one was the second part of demons quest. And, uh, this is the Hmm. only episode. Those are the only two in the entire run that have no Gotham city in in them at all. And, um, they were saying how this could only happen outside of Gotham city. Cause in Gotham city, if you're a freak, you're the bad guy. Like you just, you are no, Oh. only outside of gotham city is anyone going to be like oh here well let's help you you must be mistreated or whatever like that that doesn't happen no, in gotham city kind of... <laughs> no no you, you would immediately be either like <laughs> assaulted or right. robbed or, or like thrown out yeah that's a good point <laughs> so that was an that was an interesting piece that i saw that i saw I didn't think about that. but um but yeah, it's it's just it's just kind of it's it, to be honest. It, again, it's a good premise, and there's a lot of good stuff in it. But it's also just kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, it, it moves fast. Like it does, it, it, it does. Like, it doesn't you know, linger. So that 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 helps. No, it doesn't linger. So that's definitely a compliment. But, um, yeah, it's, but it's not to, one to me, by far the best. To. Yeah, but to me, by far the best part of this is just the initial escape and the that chase is the best part oh, of this sure. episode. Like that, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You have Batman, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, fall, Killer Killer Croc is, like, pushing down a tree to, to go across, like, the, the gorge, and then 
you know, brings rocks down on Batman as he's doing it. Like it, it it's it's fun. Like it's really good. Oh, yeah. It's really well done. I like that a lot. No, I totally I totally agree. Yeah, it's um, like the opening of Skyfall. It's huge. Like it's yeah, big, yeah. long extended action se- sequence. Yep. And uh, another another good thing to note, this is the first Superman illusion with uh with Batman at the beginning, dressed up as a reporter. Oh yeah, or like a bounty hunter or whatever he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be a reporter. And then oh, was he, he does the chest reveal. Yeah, he so. you know, that was that was cool. Because this is while that. they were nice. I think attempting to get a Superman show greenlit. Uh, so oh, so okay. apparently they start throwing in more Superman ish stuff in uh, this run of episodes. So keep oh, an eye out for that. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that, yeah. Um also, yeah, there's going to be a lot more Robin the, in in a lot of these episodes, which we didn't see in the first three. Say. But but there is gonna there is a lot more Robin in in these, um, as well. Yeah. At least moving forward after these three. But yeah, because I, I guess that ties into the next episode too. How? Well, the, I don't know why, but the, the, this one had the um the different uh, title sequence instead of the classic uh, credits. Oh, did it? Yeah. Did you not notice? No, no. What are, what are you talking about? So I, I watched this one on Voodoo. Uh, I don't know if, about you. But um, yeah, this one randomly, or the second one, um, uh, Bullet for Bullock, uh, Bullet for Bullock. Yeah, it didn't have the classic animated series opening. I mean, it had oh, the, uh, the new adventures. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I, I skipped. A, I skipped. I, I, wa- I watched the Blu-rays and I skipped. Um, I just skipped over okay. the, int- the the yeah. intro thing, so I I missed that. But oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, because because at, at this point they they change the show to the Adventures of Batman and Robin. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's and, what it is. It's, yeah, it's and that again, intro instead why. of the classic. Right, right, right. Yeah, but it, it's weird. It goes right back to it with a trial. But also, these are out of order, you know. Right? Yeah, their... yeah. That that that's a good point. Yeah, these are not the order that they aired in. So aired that in, definitely yeah. could be. So, and then so when random. we get to the new Batman Adventures, the that actual title sequence is the Superman and Batman Adventures uh, title sequence yeah. for for those because they did it as an hour block with the Superman animated series and then the 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 new Batman animated series. So yeah, there there's yeah, a handful of titles a... that go through. Yeah, it's like it's such a downgrade because the original is like, mm. you just can't beat it. So no. when they when they get a new one and the music is different and it, they just show clips from episodes, it's not the same. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, but any uh, anyway, so th- the point of this episode is Killer Croc. He's being he's brought in by these uh, freak show performers. Um, he kind of fakes it for a while and then just immediately tries to rob them of all their money. And then Batman comes. They think Batman is trying to oppress him. So they throw Batman in a cage and then immediately realize they made a mistake and uh, then there's a big fight and that that's it. That, that really is it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nothing, nothing offensive, nothing no. lazy. Yeah, it's fine. Just, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Totally fine. Um, so that is uh, Sideshow. Surprisingly Sideshow. high rated episode. An 8.1 on IMDb. Really? Yeah. It's got a. That's pretty. Pretty. I think I that's disagree. a little bit. No, I think that's a little high. I think that's a little high, um, especially compared with our next episode, uh, which I think is significantly better. With a bullet oh, sure. for Bullock, fantastic episode. And um, another good point I saw someone making as I was reading about this episode is, this would have been a good episode to have earlier on in the series. Uh, like this interaction yeah, with Batman and Bullock would have been better to have earlier yeah, on. Relationship a lot right, right. Because yeah. the only thing we've had is the other Killer Croc episode 
Vendetta is, I think, the only one where Bullock and Batman have really interacted. Yeah, I mean, like he, he sh- like they should have had this one way before the um, Christmas with the Joker one, because then it's like we actually care about Bullock a little bit more. Christmas with the Joker is episode two. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like <laughs> they should have done that one way later. <laughs> what is this? Should have been episode one. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, but this does uh, this is a um, this th- this does a good job. Th- this is a good episode. Uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's a much different tone and kind of yep. style. It's a straight up gritty. The others, which it's, I like. it's, a, it's honestly not a Batman episode at all. Like none of this is like a Batman episode. No. It's like a, a cop, a cop drama episode, like completely, which is great. Old school noir. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's great. yeah. has a lot of that stuff again. Like this is what I'm looking for. This the is what I would be looking different. for with uh, that Gotham uh, police show that apparently is being. Yeah. Made. Like th- yeah, this is what I want. Totally, I want yeah. this. I want yeah. this tone, this style, this attitude, the grounded storylines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, because this is this is really well done. Um, so, do you want to explain the story of this episode? Yeah. So, really, all it is is all of a sudden someone is trying to kill Bullock, and so it's a it's a question of who, because he's got obviously plenty of people that have a vendetta against him, and. So as he's trying to find out for his own safety, you know, Batman's also trying to find out because despite their mutual disdain for each other, Batman, of course, is, you know, going to try to protect anyone, especially well, yeah, police. But, 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 but and, um, why, why is uh, Batman helping Bullock? Um, I forget why. Because Bullock doesn't have anyone else who will help him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice, too. Yeah. Um, no, that was a great moment. Yeah. Where... So. Batman shows up to the signal and it's, it's Bullock. Cause he's like, someone's, you know, someone's trying to kill me. They've been at it for a while. He's like, well, you're a cop. Like you have a whole department of people. And he's like, yeah, I rub a lot of people the wrong way. And, uh, then it's like, I, I love that. Like they're almost, they're really yeah. doing a good job to parallel Bullock and Batman with, um, with the way yeah, they, cause they, even, they even do the whole, we're not so different. You and I, Quote, right. which is usually a cliche because it's usually the villain saying it to the hero but in this case actually it's actually earned it is it is it's it's really well earned because again bullock his whole thing is he you know isn't easy to get along with and steps outside the law from time to time but then when batman insinuates that he would be taking bribes just immediately just jumps on him. oh yeah snaps and yeah. uh and, and again, i like and i like what batman says He's like, or I forget, I can't remember if Batman or Bulk says, he's like, you know, we're on the same side, but we just do things differently. And it's like, yeah, you're yeah. both kind of, you, you both want the same thing. You want to help people, you want to save Gotham, but you just go about it in completely different ways. Right, and they're and they're just the polar opposites as far as just look and attitude and all that stuff where Bullock's fat yeah. and slobby and all that, and Batman's super pristine, you know, and organized. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, they basically are doing the same thing. And, yeah, totally. and, and 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 working towards the same goal. I mean, you even have Bullock breaking into Summer Gleason's office in the episode, which yep, is a yep. very Batman totally. move. That's very, very Batman. Yeah, that's a good. So point. the only difference, <laughs> basically, this is what Batman might look like if he decided to be a cop. That that's that that's yeah, really that's the point. point of of what this is trying to show, and it does a wonderful job. I mean, Bullock's already a great character, and is oh, yeah. and has already been a really well done character, but. 
but this is just another thing where it just ups it completely. Like, does Commissioner Gordon show up in this episode at all, even for one shot? I don't think he does. I don't think so. Nope. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. You have some other cops. You have Montoya and some other stuff, but I don't think you have Gordon. Yeah, you got Montoya all. a lot. Yeah, you're right. I don't think he is. So, uh, yeah, again, it's just, it's, it's again, it's a super simple episode. Someone's trying to kill Bullock. Batman and Bullock are trying to figure out who it is. That That's it. That's the plot of the episode. And, uh, and it is funny because of the, uh, the twist is like immediately it's, you know exactly who it is <laughs> as soon as it's revealed. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, how that's it's not his... the point. That's that's not where the that's not where the strength of the episode is. No, it's obviously no, no. yeah, the parallels between Batman and Bullock and and yeah. all that stuff and the relationship. And but even but that yeah, great so, moment at the end. As soon even... as this... No, go ahead. No, no. It's just, as soon as that one character is introduced, you're like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this character we've never seen before. Yeah, right, right. But um, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just saying it's just another emphasis of these two characters, which is which with. I could talk with the great moment where, um, you know, they finally stop Vinny the shark and, you know, Bullock's covering him and Batman's just immediately like, don't kill him. And he's like, no, I'm not going to yeah. kill him. Like, no, he's going to jail. And you're like, no, nope. <laughs> I, I, that, that was such a great moment. That was such a great moment where you're like, no, I mean, Bullock is, he's, he's a good cop. Like Bullock's Bullock's good. He cop. Is, yeah. He's just a rough cop, you know? And, he's uh, he's he's a rough cop. He's not patient. He's not he, not yeah, likable. Not not not, no. a, not a rule follower. Loose cannon, maybe no. good good uh, cliched cop description, and uh, can be lazy. Yep, yep. But um, but ultimately is is a good cop. And again, just another parallel with uh, w- with you know with Batman. He's not gonna not gonna kill kill the guy. Not no, at least not, not in cold blood, right. but at, but at the same time, I mean, he's still a cop. I mean, he's going to use a gun and you know stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's the difference, I guess. But um, he's but, like, I mean, the funny part is, I find a lot of people get Bullock confused with Flask. Yeah, so they think Bullock is supposed to be this like corrupt dirtbag, you know, who just does whatever he wants and abuses the, the badge. It's like that's that's not Bullock. It's he's like, a dirtbag, yeah, Bullock is, but not he's, he's, a, not, he's a dirt not a bag, corrupt, but he, not a corrupt one. No, and, and and like Batman, he wants to be better than he is. He wants yeah. to be the a true like provider of justice. Right. Which but is yeah, why he hates fault. Batman so much. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because Batman yeah, constantly exactly. is showing up the cops. So I mean, it's embar- yep. to him. Batman's an embarrassment and and an sure. insult to what he's trying to do. So again, totally. all that makes perfect sense. And this episode is just so well written and so well done with this character, and it's uh, it's great. Yeah, I, lo- I love like the jazz music they use instead of the typical yep. uh, like cor- uh, orchestra and stuff. Like, oh, it just fits so well. Mm-hmm. It- it's just cool to see his-, his life too when he goes to his apartment and it's terrible and just <laughs> how he doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, big shout out to um, the the voice of Harvey Bullock, Robert uh, Costanzo. Yeah, that's the name. Robert Costanzo, freaking awesome, fantastic yeah, yeah. voice. Which again, every I don't think there's a bad voice in the entire history of the show. So, Oh you know, no, that's no, not I don't saying think so much, but still, still deserves to be said. And, and another wonderful zinger from Alfred about, about Harvey Bullock saying he, he, says he... he looks like an unmade bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that is, that is a uh, top, top tier Alfred roast right there. Top tier. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's, that's fantastic. That's PG Alfred, yeah. That's fantastic. But uh, yeah, I don't know what else there really is to say with uh, with this episode. Of course, the the kill the attempted murder ends up being his landlord who he just hates so much <laughs> that that's a great scene too at the end when that happens and Bullock yeah, is just say, like in actually, shock yeah where he's like this guy like how could it? that was that was another great moment actually and I, I was actually gonna say too about that moment was actually it's actually scary if you think about it because the landlord has like a joker moment where it's like yeah a little you bit you know we're always talking about how like i i I love how the Joker could just be anybody. It could be some random guy who just has, yeah, that one bad day and it snaps. And it's like, that's what this guy has. He just eventually has enough with, with Bullock and, and like, you know, whatever he wants in life. And he just, yeah. So at the end of the episode, he's just laughing maniacally. It's like, that guy could have been the Joker if we didn't already have the Joker, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and okay. Some interesting stuff with this episode. I forgot to mention the comic that, the last episode was based off of, it was based off of Denny O'Neill's oh, story. Gotcha. Um, I don't remember the, oh. what number it was or the name of it. Cause I already exited out of it, but um, it, uh, the, the, the difference with the sideshow one is it's that same story, but not with killer croc. It's more, it's just another hmm. murderer that escapes and then is taken in by uh, another group. But um, anyway, this episode is based off of detective comics, six fifty one, which the interesting part of that is this was the first story to be based off of a comic that came out during the show's run. Cause this comic came oh. out in 1992 when the show was already Weird. on the air. So, but, but that's good. Cause that means they're looking to other mediums. Like they're trying to progress it forward, you know, and like oh, build totally. on stuff. So that's really well done. Also, this episode apparently won an Emmy for uh, outstanding music direction and composition. I was so, going to say the, the music's fantastic. I'm yep. not surprised. Yep. So uh big shout out to bullet for Bullock. Fantastic episode. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Oh, uh, something else I forgot to mention. Did you, have you ever heard anything about apparently Michael Madsen was going to be yeah. Bullock in the, this. Yeah. yeah there was some in the next, uh, in, like, in, oh, the next looks- in the next bat in the sun production of, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what the story is. I don't remember, but it's uh yeah, it's a, it's the it's the latest Bat in the Sun production and um Michael Matz is being bullet. Oh. I was like, "Oh, okay. Just just make a perfect casting decision. Just sure." All right. Yeah, and not tell us. <laughs> <laughs> why, why why is this not happening in a real movie? Like what the hell? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like do this oh, okay, immediately. So- like insert him into the Batman right now. Like Right that's, why I thought it, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought he was being shoehorned in Justice League. I was no. like, "Oh, that's weird." Nope, it's oh, for the course, like, it's for Bat in the Sun production. Um, okay, yeah, but, that's uh, perfect. Cast. Yeah, <laughs> that that's awesome. I'm excited about that. That that should be fun. Um, all right, this episode I also forgot to mention the other one aired. So this one aired uh, September 14th, 1995. We took a week off. It's all off. Um, We're off. Yeah. And this episode has an see. This episode has an 8.3. The last one had 8.1. That's wrong. That's that's wrong. Sorry. Eh, eh. They should not be that close together. I think this one is significantly better than Sideshow. Well, then I would just say bump this one up then. Because well, it sure. deserves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think this is definitely, this is in the top, you know, th- this is a top tier episode. This this is up oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, this might be my, my, my top 10 now. Well, let's see. Yeah, probably still not in my top 10, but but definitely in that next grouping for sure. Um, yeah. All right. So that is bullet for Bullock. 
So now we have one of the worst episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Um, yeah, do we even trial. have to talk about and this And unfortunately, <laughs> we have to talk about this episode. Um, uh, yeah. So overrated. This is Paul Dini at his worst. Um, I don't know Bruce what he's Tame thinking. It's this goofy story yeah. of Batman being put on trial in Arkham Asylum. It, it That's pretty much it. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, no, nothing else really happens. Um no, Ian. This is one of the this is one of the top episodes of the whole show. Um, I, I don't, oh my god! I don't, to be honest, I don't remember if I put this in my top ten or not. If I didn't, it was an honorable it, mention. It, if I did it, I'm a retard because this you, was fantastic. You did you definitely did? I don't remember okay, if I god. did or not. I I don't remember if I said an honorable mention or if I put this in the top ten. Regardless, this is one of the best episodes of the whole show. So well done, and again, oh, yeah. Paul Dini. Killing it. Um, Killing it. It's, um, it's so good. Um, some interesting stuff in this episode, though. Apparently, this was originally written as Paul Dini, uh, like Paul Dini's idea for the first movie. Um, he wanted hmm. it to be like Batman or, uh, the, all the inmates take over Arkham Asylum and buy, Batman has to fight all of them to regain control. Of the asylum. Now, does that premise sound familiar at all to you, Ian? Uh, it does. Yeah, that would be the first Arkham game. That would that would be the first Arkham game, which was written by who, Ian? Ah, I forgot it was written by Beanie. <laughs> yep. So that is where he then, you know, he then would get to fully flesh out that idea, not in this episode, but in the Arkham Asylum game. So. But that, but that worked out because like it, it it worked for an action game like that was where right. this is like. Even though that would be cool, I feel like that movie would be all like, you know, the fighting and stuff where this was so much more interesting because there really wasn't any fighting. Yeah, there, there's some fighting. There's a little bit. I mean, when he first gets caught and stuff, but like really the, the, the whole, whole end is, is a fight. And... Is it? Yes. Just, yeah, I guess when the lights go out. Yeah. <laughs> it's and then awesome. with Joker. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah, but. I, I just love the whole trial itself. Yeah, yeah. This is just a brilliantly laid out episode. Now, uh, so okay, creative. not exactly. There's one part I have, I have a problem with with this episode. Oh? Batman is a moron. That's what. Batman's an idiot. This is one of the problems. Whenever they have to have Batman get captured, they, they never can come up with a good way to do it. Ever. Yeah. It's always the That's lamest way ever and this takes the cake this is the stupidest one by far batman shot in the back ta- no he tackles a statue oh yeah <laughs> that has a hat and a coat on it he's fooled by a statue with a hat and a coat on it and doesn't go over there and be like hey or uh, something else no 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 just Shoot full a, on a head grappling. first yeah. just throws his head into a statue full body weight yeah <laughs> that's a good point that yeah. should never work like that—that that is not the plan of capturing Batman. This, this is not a plan that should have been successful. And, uh, and yeah, like clearly, clearly they could just put the statue in a cage and he would tackle it, and they just locked the cage. No, him just running headfirst and tackling a statue is stupid. Batman That's would sit saying. there, look for a second, and be like, "This thing hasn't moved an inch. It's probably yeah. not real. It's a trap." Like, come on, yeah, come on. Sorry, that's that's just dumb. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. But it doesn't matter because then the rest of the episode can happen, and the rest yeah. of the episode is fantastic. So the the premise of this episode 
there's a, a new district attorney, and she's really gung-ho about cleaning up Gotham City, and but that includes cleaning up Batman, because Batman's the reason all these criminals are, are out and about, so... She's uh, also after uh, also after Batman. Um, she gets captured, taken to Arkham. Batman, as we mentioned before, gets captured stupidly and taken Is to Arkham, it? where Mad Hatter has uh, mind controlled every all the workers. Um, how he built this many mind chips, we don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, and uh, then so Batman's being put on trial. Two-Face is going to be the prosecution. And, of course, the <laughs> district attorney who hates Batman is now going to be the defendant. And um, if they prove Batman is innocent and didn't ter- uh, make all these guys criminals, then they'll be allowed to go free. Um, Wasn't there another part of this, though? Like, wasn't it not just about him creating the villains? Wasn't it also about, like, his method of crime fighting? is like think, against the law yeah, as well but then that's never mentioned yeah. again yeah they, they definitely could have gone more with that um like because that's the, the bigger issue at, like the the batman yeah. creating criminals is dumb that's stupid and the fact that anyone would ever think that is dumb which i'm glad at the end the district attorney realizes that she was dumb but the other one seems like a bigger factor where batman taking the law into his own hands by any mean you know by excessive means stuff like that seems like a much more interesting premise for something and something that actually would have some weight to it and it's just it's mentioned and then thrown out and never mentioned again maybe uh maybe matt reeves will do something with it that'd be cool it would be cool because it's that's something that actually would bear looking into um yeah because like the at poison ivy's uh, trial the judge says something like yeah well basically because batman was the one who caught you he's not a, a recognized servant of justice it's like that's that's a good point. In real life, yep. if Batman was catching his people with evidence, and be like, no, this evidence is inadmissible. I'm telling you, Kevin Conroy should have taken some uh, page out of Adam West, man. Duly deputized agent of the law. Yeah, yeah. That's why Adam West's <laughs> show stands up. That's why it works. <laughs> that is one of many reasons. But, um... Yeah, one of many. Uh, But anyway, so I just... I, I realized that watching it this time where I was like, they kind of throw away the main point of this whole episode, like, well, kind of I, immediately. I, yeah, because because it was more about like you know when um when Van Dorn is doing her thing and she's you know um I don't know uh, not interviewing but questioning each witness or villain or whatever. It's yeah, I guess they have to tie it back to that. Whereas right, if it was all about Batman's <laughs> efficacy, you wouldn't need all the other villains on trial and stuff. I guess sure, sure. Um, I mean, and I get it. And obviously, it's twenty-two minute episode. You know, you can only yeah, focus so, on so much. But it's like, why even bring that up as a big point at the beginning if if it's then just immediately disregarded? I guess that that's more the thing I don't get why they why they did that. But sure. Anyway, um, yeah. So so Batman goes on trial. And we just have some of the greatest interactions of the entire history of this series <laughs> that just take place one after the other. Um, highlight for sure. Harley Quinn and, and the Joker sitting there. Yeah. That's... And um, <laughs> he just got back and Van Dorn's like, I object to this witness. She's clearly trying to influence the judge. And you just see Joker <laughs> lying in her lap. As she's rubbing his head, and he just turns over with the most innocent look on his face and goes, "What makes you say that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love the, 
I love the one before that. I think I forget who's on who's on the stand, well, but Mad uh, Hatter's. They say, uh, yeah, it was Mad Hatter, and uh, I forget what they say, but uh, oh yeah, he's like, oh, strike that. For- He's like, strike that from the record. <laughs> and Joker is like, oh, is someone supposed to be writing this down? <laughs> yeah. One, the court proceedings make absolutely no sense. Like, no, it's like Two-Face court. comes up and is like, all right, call the first witness. It's like, no, that's not how it works. He got to say an opening no. statement. Didn't even let her say an opening statement. And then he's just starting to call witnesses. No, no, this isn't the way this works. But um, Well, the fact that the Joker comes out and the first thing he does is say guilty. <laughs> <laughs> right no first he comes out and he introduces the jury and they just go hang him hit him with a rock yeah. and uh yeah there you go there's our, there's our call rock and um and then when the joker comes out just immediately goes guilty and <laughs> she's like but i haven't even gotten to def- say anything he's like all right fine like it'll make a difference and, he's like uh, you're wasting your time <laughs> right right but that's great but uh but yeah the moment you're talking about it's when um She's she's trapping Mad Hatter because Mad Hatter keeps saying that oh everything I did Batman forced me to kidnap this girl and because you know he was gonna yeah. take her away from me and, uh, and she, <laughs> he just goes, and she just goes well why what about just letting her do what she wanted and and go her own way and <laughs> he's like I would have killed her first and then he just goes oh yeah. uh I would like that striking from the record and then that's when Joker's just like what <laughs> is someone supposed to be writing this. <laughs> oh it's a great moment um other well, great moments so cool is... to see those two villains interact because like we've never had any other time oh yeah again we don't see villains interact much at all with uh with the no show. but especially so it's, for Batman and joker it's fantastic yeah, for sure uh my my two favorite batman villains of all time um yeah there you go but uh and then then with harley quinn we get another great moment where <laughs> she's just constantly she's thanking um thanking batman for for doing what he's done because he created the joker and then now she has she has her pudding so that 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 that's nice also we get the first mention of her backstory where van doren says yeah. that she was a uh, psychiatrist that was warped by the joker which uh mad love i think had come out right before this like i think maybe a few months or so oh, before okay. this came out so you know, we're first introduced to the origin of uh, of Harley Quinn, who we've, we've only seen what like two episodes, mate, two or two or three a couple episodes. Times. Um, uh, yeah, a couple, a few, a handful. But um, anyway, that's the first thing. With yeah. that. But then, so she's just doting on uh, the Joker, and then Van Dorn's just like, "Oh well, um, what about when uh, Puddin here finked on you <laughs> trying to get time off?" And Joker's just like, "No, no, 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 no." She's just like. Is that true? What? And he's he's just like, well, think is such an ugly think. word. <laughs> and she just goes full on psycho chick. I'm gonna kill you. The wonderful. He's moment. like the witness is excused. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I love how he's still acting, trying to act like a judge, kind right. of. Right. Yeah. It's uh. Oh, it's so great. very well done. It's very funny, and oh. um. And then you have Poison Ivy, and she gets her to crack from taking the Joker's flower and and crushing that in front of her, which is which is a nice little build up there. Um, leads to heart. Uh, um, Ivy just just flat out decking <laughs> Janet, Dorn. which is fantastic. Um, also, oh, and what was it? Well, oh, go ahead. I was gonna change the subject, so go ahead. Oh, what was the one moment that made me laugh? It was with um. 
I have no uh, idea. Scarface, I forget who. Oh, um, is uh, it, it, was, uh, uh, it was. It's the moment where I, I think um, either Poison Ivy or Van Doren punches Ventriloquist, but Scarface <laughs> laughs. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Scarface says something, and then uh, like Poison oh, Ivy he, turns he around and punches, Ivy, yeah. punches. Uh, the ventriloquist in the face and Scarface then laughs at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. That was good. Uh, yeah, that was, that was nice. Um, I also liked when Scarface got decapitated by, um, oh, of course. by Scarecrow sickle. And then it's just like talking the whole way down as he's bouncing, his head's bouncing down the, down the stairs. <laughs> that was, that was good. I, I enjoyed that, but man, what a creepy scene that is like one. This is the, this is my favorite scarecrow design. This is the one we had in that uh, Dreams in Darkness episode. Um, it's like the fourth, oh, yeah. the fourth one we've had. Like they, I swear they've changed the scarecrow know. almost every episode. But I think this is the first one where they kept it the same as the that previous one, the one in Dreams in Darkness. And I I like this one the best. I, I like this design the best. Oh, and man, what a creepy sign of him just sitting there with this sickle. It's like that's a great that's a oh, great yeah. picture. It's terrifying. That's really good. Yeah. I think that uh, what was that from? Is that from Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum? Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I think that happened in that, which that had come out a few years before. But um, uh, yeah, that, that sense, yeah. that's a great moment. Um, but uh, real quick, do you know who voices Janet Van Dorn? Oh, I swear I do. Because she was in an earlier episode, um, Van Dorn was. I forget what episode. Yeah, she was in one other episode. <sighs> I don't remember. But she is voiced <sighs> by Stephanie Zimblis, who, if that name <sighs> sounds familiar, is the daughter of Ephraim Zimblis Jr., which is the voice of <laughs> Alfred. Oh, I totally forgot about that. That's awesome. So, yeah. And she kills it. Great. She does a great job. Oh, she's great. It's a great. I think, yeah, I think they do a really good job with that. Uh, that Van Doren character, the character pretty yeah, well, other than it, the whole creating villains is still stupid to me, but it may, uh, that character makes sense. Like, it's not just the crazy yeah. drama for drama's sake. I hate Batman. You know, it's not, it's not even like the cops are where they're like, you know, they're threatened by him and kind of embarrassed by him and stuff. It, it makes sense. Like her motivation throughout this whole episode makes a lot of sense. And I think, I think oh, it's totally, a really yeah. well-written character for like a dissenting character. Cause a lot of times yeah. those are just made annoying and it's just drama based characters. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I think they put really good effort into this character and it makes sense. Well, like to me, this is a perfect example of what we were talking about with the Mandalorian where you can have, these these isolated episodes with like these these kind of throwaway characters who aren't going to be big players or whatever but still give them arcs and still give them like you know have real effect on the main characters and stuff it's like instead of just having an episode where nothing happens like even this character who i don't know if we ever see again she has an arc in this episode i i don't think we see her in any more episodes i could be wrong i don't think so not that i remember be cool yeah. if she was because yeah she's a fleshed out character it makes sense yeah she's not just oh i hate batman for no reason it's like no as a new district attorney seeing how things went with rv you'd be like oh we probably need to be better off without batman yep yep yeah no this is the only uh she didn't even do the voice for janet van dorn 
Oh, the, the previous last episode? One. No, no. This is the only one that she does. Oh, that would make sense. This is the only one that she does a voice of. But, yeah, I can't um, remember her voice. But yeah, it's, it's a character that's not in it anymore. And, um, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I totally forgot. I totally forgot that, that that's the that's the Remington Steel girl. Completely forgot about that. Of course. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. The voice actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephanie Zimblis is oh. the girl from uh, Remington Steel. She's Laura from that, which I totally forgot about. Of course, that's oh, who it was. Now I feel like an idiot. Um, I need to. I need to watch <laughs> Room and Dent Steel again. That's a great show. Um, yeah, finish Smallville first. Nah, I'm. I'm now in season seven. I don't know. I have. I. I. That yeah, is I like. A, <laughs> well, the only reason I've been watching is just because I haven't had a lot of time to watch movies. So it's like nice to just have something I can throw on. Sure. But even now, that's starting to wear a little thin. <laughs> With uh, oh yeah, you're, you're once you get to season weeds. seven, the first six are pretty solid for the most part and then it, it it starts to go downhill but anyway that's not what we're talking about we're talking about trial um any other any right. other uh any other great moments because I, I have a couple i know there are um what are yours all right maybe i'll think of just some. the ending when they're like i guess they're strapping into an electric chair like i i think that's what's happening um and uh of course she has a battering oh, from yeah, earlier that's what I got. knocks the lights out. And then bat. I do like how Batman's just immediately out. I'm like, if he got out that quickly, why did he have to wait till now? They were literally about to unmask him. Like literally about to mask him. And he didn't know she was going to yeah, turn they, they the lights off. That. So I feel like he got out there way no, too I like easily. Like, well, I feel like he got out there way too easily. Um, for, uh, Oh yeah, that was definitely next month. But, um, uh, but then you get a great moment where all the lights are out and then Harvey just has a match. And so this awesome lighting where it's just the like orange yeah, glow cool. of the match and Batman's just slowly taking him out. It's like a horror movie. Stealth. And uh, yeah. like they turn around and Harley's just trussed up and then jo- Joker just grabs <laughs> and just starts shooting. And, yeah, and the ventriloquist away. is like, oh, don't, you'll hit Croc. And he's like, so? <laughs> And <laughs> and then and then he almost hits Harley, and she just looks at with this death glare as she's gagged, and he's just like, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> "That was great. That was a uh, great moment too." That, that's um, great thing. Oh yeah, that's a very that's a very well known uh, yeah, moment just, where they're about to unmask him. Yeah, just that from there to the end is just that that last like five minutes or whatever of action is just fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Really Although well, yeah, then then Batman does get lassoed by the Joker quite easily. He just like stands there. It's yeah, like, Dude, but move. also think about it. Like oh 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 yeah, Batman does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's again. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, I, I guess Batman's been. He's probably stiff from having to be trapped, like chained down to that chair. Yeah, Straight jacket. That whole yeah. yeah. So eh, okay, that's that's fair. Um, pass. And then we get a nice old Pirates of the Caribbean fight. Is there? swinging back and yeah, forth yeah, on, the, on the ropes and dude i i always love the moment whenever joker thinks he has the upper hand then he turns around and batman's like foot is just there like i i'm i'm sorry i pop for that that's always great that's always great oh whenever yeah joker's like, i got him and then all of a sudden it's just wham like that <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it i'm all for it it's always well done um, it's like the uh it's like the no look punch or like the no look behind the back punch he does sometimes <laughs> like that will never right. not be cool no i don't care you can do that in every movie. I don't care how serious of a Batman movie it needs to. I don't care. Like that. That's always Dude, a it, yes. It, it, always a yes. If Robert Pat, if Robert Pattinson does that, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Yeah, please. Please do it. Um, so far, Michael Keaton has the award for the best one. That was that was that was that was top tier. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, top yeah. tier. Although, um, which I forgot which episode of Batman there was a really good one. I don't remember which episode. Are you thinking about World's now. Finest when he does it to Mercy Graves? No, no, I'm not thinking of that one, although that is great. But there's one That's that happens enough. in one of the episodes we've already watched, and I, I just don't remember oh, which sure. one it was. But um anyway. Um Okay, so here we go. Uh Lynette Meddy was the original voice of Janet Van Dorn. And um oh, okay. then Stephanie Zimblist replaced her, um, of course. Oh, also she was at uh Juilliard at the same time as uh Kevin Connery was there. So interesting. No kidding. I didn't know that. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Um Let's see. Oh yeah, you know what's another weird thing? The Riddler is is in this episode, but he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything ever. Like he's in a couple of episodes in this type of capacity yeah. and never talks again for the rest of the show. Because again, of course, the vo- he's voiced by you know one of our uh, one of the patron saints of this show, John Glover. Oh yeah, and um, but also remember when we last saw the Riddler, Ian. He was in a coma after being trapped in his own game. That's a good point. So he uh, he he had a speedy recovery. It I don't like. know what he's doing here. Um, or maybe not. Maybe he's still in a coma because he doesn't talk. So maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he's just a, a body that they put there that they had a, they had the costume for. I I don't know. It's pretty dark. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of weird. Um. <laughs> And uh, so but at least so, we get to have a little bit more Mad Hatter. Right. Yeah, that's always good. I, I think this is probably the last appearance of. Uh, well, yeah, no, we no, no, at least for a, this or, one, he's he he's in at least. Yeah, one yeah, he episode. He's in at least one episode of the new Batman Adventures. I think just one, though, but yeah, I could yeah. be wrong. Um, But yeah, of course, Roddy McDowell's Mad Hatter is just top top tier again, not given nearly enough credit. For as how great of a character as that is, and how great of a performance that McDowell does with that character, um, but does does oh, get yeah. a chance to shine in this episode, which is nice, and he gets to be the one that says that he's Batman's not guilty, which is another fantastic moment in this episode. They all gather together yeah, after oh, yeah. the trial, and then they're like, "And we find Batman not guilty," and they're just like, "Wait, what?" It's like, nope, you've clearly proven that we're all worthless individuals that would have uh, messed up all our own lives. And since we are so rotten, we're going <laughs> to off you anyway. And it's like, yes, thank you. That is the perfect ending. That is the perfect way to go with this. Yeah. Like, so yeah. well done. So well yeah, done. Yeah, it's just like the, uh, the the Killer Croc thing you were talking about. Yeah, where the villains are like, nah, we have a chance to redeem our, slightly redeem ourselves, but we're still not going to do it. Like that a lot, I like that a lot. Which again, is a uh, kind of a, a running theme with this next group of episodes, which we saw with Killer Croc, where chance. This is a little different, but you know, chance, chance to go yeah. straight and nope, we're you know, this is who nope. we are. We're bad guys. Um. Uh, let's see. Oh, this okay. This, this is one, interesting. Right? Um. Well, I've already said several things, but. Um, yeah, yeah. The scarecrow does not talk in this episode, but the script did yeah, have does. him speak. But they couldn't because the voice actor Henry po- uh, Pollock had to undergo undergo a throat surgery at the time. 
So oh, was, was unable to, uh, to do the lines, but that's interesting. Yeah. Cause you can definitely tell they, they wanted him to say something when he had the sickle at, at the top of the yeah. stairs, but that makes sense. Oh, wow. I still don't understand why they couldn't have gotten John Glover to, to do something for oh, this episode. That's, that's just so disappointing. Uh, uh, maybe so it's out of respect for the guy. They're like, you know, we don't want to just, you know, recast or whatever. No, I mean, why didn't they get John Glover? To... Oh, for the Riddler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just so disappointing. That that's like the only thing that would have made this episode significantly better because you you got all the other yeah. villains here. You know, you have the Joker, you have Two Face, uh, Mad Hatter, Matt Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn. They're you know all in this episode and uh, Ventriloquist, Killer you know Killer Croc, all these big you know characters. And then the other two are Scarecrow and um, Riddler. Obviously, that's why the Scarecrow didn't have more of a thing, but they still give him a prominent thing to do, you know, with the sickle and yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing. But then Riddler just disappears. Like, he didn't even show up in the final fight. Like, he's not even in it. No. no it's yeah. just... Yeah, it's weird. And you would think, as with someone of his intellect, he'd be, you know, at the head of this <laughs> trial. So I, I can only assume that they couldn't get John Glover for whatever reason. Like... They just couldn't yeah, get must, him. Yeah, must have this. been a scheduling thing. It had to have been, because, yeah, that, that. But that's disappointing. That's the one thing I, I think, sure, would would improve this episode. But, but other than that, man, this is uh, it's solid. It's a solid oh, it's, episode. It's amazing. Fantastic. So many great moments. So it. many great character moments. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's perfectly written and so perfectly performed. And it it's one really of the best cool episodes. Idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. really interesting idea, and um, and it's one of the, it's one of the top episodes, of all of them. And um, I yeah, it's like the fourth highest rated, I think. I don't remember exactly. That sounds right. It has a nine point one uh, on IMDb. I think and it, it's at least, yeah, it's at least in the top three. I think. Because almost got him is the highest rated him, one. Two Face. Yeah, I think it's Two Face Part and then, One, and then yeah, I yeah. think I think Trial is the next one. It's either Trial or Heart of Ice, I, I so. believe, and it's one it's one of those two. But uh, yeah, oh, on IMDb, nice. this is uh, this is in the top group and definitely well deserved. Fantastic, fantastic oh, yeah. episode. Is- it aired May sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. So we've literally already jumped a year. I think Bullet for Bullock aired like may of 1995 so like we are all over the place with uh god with these episodes but um yeah this is great episode any uh any uh final thoughts or anything else to add with this uh episode ian Ah, i think we covered everything this is definitely top five yeah i can't wait till we finish and we go back and like re-edit our top ten list or however many we do because yeah. I feel like mine's gonna be completely different. But this is yeah, this is still definitely gonna be right up there because yeah, this is one you just watch and reminded how good it is. It's not like you watch and you're like oh I hope I don't you know it's not as good as I remember or something. Nope, nope, not this. No, th- this is this is a top uh, top tier episode just for the interaction between Harley Quinn and the Joker alone. If that was all that <laughs> yeah, happened in this episode, having, it would still be in the top group. <laughs> just having Joker as the judge. <laughs> Such a great idea. It is. It is. All right. Well, that finishes uh, that discussion. When we are back in um, 
in the animated series. We will, we will have three more episodes. That will be something. So that'll be nice. <laughs> Whenever, it won't uh, be as good as this, but that's okay. No. it. Uh, all right. It's let's so see. Fun. Now I've had time to pull this up. So um, it is going to be Avatar, House and Garden, and the Terrible Trio. So to say trio. we took a downgrade is a massive understatement these yeah, are three, i mean n- neither none of these three episodes are really good at stand all out. um no which is disappointing because avatar is with rachel ghoul but it's not a good episode yeah, and then Scientist quest then we have the weird the weird poison ivy episode where she has a family and um oh, yeah the very creepy episode and then we have the terrible trio which is rich uh uh thrill seekers and um yeah so that that's kind of uh that's kind of a downgrade <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll, i'm sure we'll find something interesting oh yeah yeah for sure i mean there's always something there's always something fun to find um but with our next episode uh next episode oh, we will was. be back with uh batman 1966 now unfortunately we have to take a downgrade in that one as well, but but that's almost impossible not to do after the two Egghead episodes, which by far sure. are the best episode we've <laughs> seen in this season yet. Um, oh yeah, some season, of the best yeah. episodes of all time would probably be in my at least top five all time Batman uh, episodes because it's they're just perfect. Um, oh yeah, we go down. It's. The, the villain is uh Shandell, a uh, uh an evil oh, pi- right. an evil pianist. So you know, we'll see what happens. I have no Probably memory of these episodes. I have no memory of these episodes <laughs> whatsoever. I have no idea what, what these are. So oh this'll be uh this'll be interesting. This will be interesting. We'll but see. it's called uh, the Devil's Fingers and the Dead Ringers, so at least they rhyme. At oh, least we rhymes. have we have a uh, second rhyme in a row. So that's that's good. But yeah, that's what we'll talk about on our next episode. All right, make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Um, so I post all the links to the episodes and also random other pop culture and Batman stuff. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. You can follow me at Ian Bartbark. So do that as well. And um, yeah, I uh, I don't I don't have anything else, Ian. No, uh, luckily I don't think any big celebrity died, so we don't have to dwell on that. So yeah, so yeah. happy, happy Thanksgiving, uh, everyone. Hope you enjoy your holidays. Yeah, for sure. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. All right, that does it for this episode. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. <laughs>